0: <laughs> Mama. Welcome to Parent Talk Podcasts, where experienced parents and expert guests give tips and tricks on making parenting a breeze. Well, at least a little easier. Now here is your host, Genevieve Kyle, and co-host, Heather Fox. Hi everyone, and welcome to Parent Talk, broadcasting out of the greater Vancouver area. We're here to inform, educate, and support parents from the early years and beyond. I'm your host, Genevieve Kyle. I'm 42 and I have two sons, Alexandre and Nathan, making me a busy mommy of two under two. So today we're talking about transitioning into parenthood and the importance of toilet paper. And let's go around the table and introduce ourselves.
1: Hi everyone, I'm Heather Fox. I'm the co-host of Parent Talk. I am 41 years old and to Hudson, who is a year and a half.
2: Hi everybody, I'm Michelle Tiliakos. I am a doula and a mother to four children. Uh, In my job, my goal is to empower expectant families to seek their ideal birth and postpartum by facilitating authentic conversation, challenging preconceived ideas, and supporting informed decisions along the way. I'm also a co-founder of In Our Hearts, which is a peer support group in the Lower Mainland that supports families, uh, creates connection and community Uh, through pregnancy loss and um, neonatal death and I also have a Facebook page which is called planning a powerful birth and it's all about really discovering your ideas what you want and um, and supporting women along the way and just having a powerful conversation and in discovering what you decide you want for your birth
0: well thank you ladies for being here let's diving into today's subject so Michelle Mm -hmm. um, How do we want uh, our early days with our new little baby to look like without the mommy guilt?
2: Uh, well, I find that once we become uh, a mother, all of a sudden we feel guilty for almost everything we do. Uh, we step out to go to the grocery store, uh, which we now consider a break and we feel guilty for leaving our baby at home or we're feeding them and we feel like we're doing it wrong. Or we uh, have a cup of coffee and our baby's crying and we all of a sudden feel the need to pick them up. So mommy guilt is just kind of, uh, ravenous through our lives as soon as we Uh, Start becoming parents and if we can get that under control then we just um, can feel a little bit better about ourselves so none of this is about doing more or adding more to our to-do list it's just really honoring who we are as parents and discovering who we are as a mother and really what our needs as long as well as our baby's needs
1: speaking of mummy guilt Mm -hmm. I get mummy guilt about not having mummy guilt sometimes (laughs) (laughs) So you think so i'm like at a shopping store and i'm like i'm enjoying myself and i'm like but i'm supposed to feel guilty right. <laughs> so then i get guilt about not feeling
2: guilt guilty. and like where did that come from like all of a sudden we're supposed to feel guilty about not feeling guilty that's where it started like we need to get rid of know, that that's yeah crazy. <laughs> it's good that you do that <laughs>
0: How do we compare with other cultures around the world?
2: I find in North America, like, we just have this idea that we're supposed to do everything ourselves. We have our baby. Uh, we go home. We're supposed to have the perfect clean house. We're supposed to answer the door with a big smile on our face. Our mascara is on. Our lipstick's done. And so is our hair. looks fabulous. And our baby's, like, perfectly not crying. Like, we're just supposed to look really good. And that's such a lie. Like, it's just... Something that, we I don't know where it started over here, but we need to start creating this village and this community to help our lives, make our lives easier. And so it's not about looking good, it's about how um, we can feel supported and support each other uh, in this situation. So in many other cultures, the Chinese uh, women are told to rest indoors for about a month. Often mothers and grandmothers come over and uh, nourish the mother with food and, and have her rest and her job is to take care of her baby. Uh, In India, a mother usually returns back to her mother's home or again, her grandmother's home. And uh, again, the focus is on replenishing and resting and rejuvenation. And um, in Greece, uh, they have about 40 days before they are welcomed back into the church. And that's just another idea of how um, we're supposed to rest. It's not about being excluded, it's about resting. Well, I needed six months of it. <laughs> <laughs> a- yeah, and I think like here we've just lost this art. And part of my message is just, just to reinstill this um, a little bit at a time. And it just starts with asking for help
1: for me i had a c-section and of course with c-section you're told to rest for six weeks and i took that very seriously especially because i was also recovering from a car accident i was like oh my goodness i have to make sure i take care of myself and it was really frustrating because I got judged for that Mm. like even family were like you can drive or you know like why can't you go out like I could feel like why are you staying home for six weeks what do you mean you can't do anything for six weeks so it was really frustrating because I was doing my best to do my you know due diligence to take care of myself so I could take care of my baby and yeah and I did feel a lot of judgment for staying home for that full six Mm. weeks yeah Mm -hmm.
0: I mean my husband and I we made a point to get out to get a baby used to go out just little mini things we did but i don't think me physically was a good thing for myself mm. actually with baby number two if, uh, if that comes definitely i would uh take it easy a little bit early. good for you yeah, yeah. Take yeah. It more easy
2: yeah, yeah like we just don't have to do everything we don't have to do everything and it's not all our job either it does It that's where that saying comes it takes a village it really does and we just got to create that early mm-hmm. yeah So Michelle, what did you find different between your first
0: and your fourth baby? Mm hmm
2: So I have four of them. My first one, really, I did do that um, perfect hair and looking good and trying to lose the weight and I did it all and I actually thought I knew everything. I know nothing <laughs> um, and I shouldn't say I know nothing it's about it's that I've just transitioned into not be so hard on myself and and everything I not, thought I knew about children every time I had another one it just created a new idea of oh it's not like I thought it was right so and and to tell you the truth I was really quite judgmental on my first one that you know well if that person's kid's not doing what my kid is doing they must be doing it wrong like and how crazy is that as me as a mother like just going around judging other moms about like how I got it all down pat then of course I had my second child and that was all blown out the window so that's where I've just become a lot more um, compassionate and empathetic to where other parents are yeah and so fourth child if I could have done that on my first child I definitely would have done that what have you done different? What have I done different? I learned how to accept help. And that was the biggest thing. I, I wouldn't let people in before. I, I played that role of like, I have to have my house clean and I have to look good. And um, with my fourth, I finally just, people offered me help and I could hear it. And I could, I could accept it. And one of the greatest memories I have after having my fourth, um, she was a home birth. And I had people come over and they'd say, what can I do? And I would actually say, this is what you can do. And I had a good friend come over and she said, I'm going to go clean your bathroom. And I was like, holy, I hate cleaning bathrooms. I don't know about you, but <laughs> I hate cleaning bathrooms. But that was what she took joy in. So I was like, go ahead. And I just was like, wow, I accepted that. And I felt so good to have her contribute to me. She enjoyed cleaning bathrooms, so she loved it. And... I sat at home for nine days after my baby was born and I didn't multitask once and that is on my fourth child so that's how much I let people in to accept to help me and it it was made a huge difference in my life
0: yeah I totally get that um and what
2: about our partners what should he be doing uh dad's And partners often feel left out, like they're not helping and they don't contribute and they're not doing enough and they see moms suffering. Um, And when I say suffering, I don't mean that we really are suffering. It's more like there's worry and panic for a mother sometimes. And um, dads just want to fix things. That's how they're ingrained to be. They just want to fix things and make things better. So if we can get um, dads just to realize that their job is to take care of the mother, and that could be feeding her, cleaning up the house, um, making sure that she's taken care of and let her just take care of the baby so that, um, she can focus on herself and her baby's needs and dad can focus on everything else. And it feels sometimes, this is what dad's told me that they don't, they're just stuck. Like they're like, we feel like we can't do anything, but just in that alone makes the hugest difference to, um, to mothers and babies. Um, A number one indicator of breastfeeding success will be the support of the, of the parent, of the other parent. And it's out of seeing our, our loved ones suffer. So if, if we're trying really hard to breastfeed and get that breastfeeding down, dads will say, oh, I can see that this is really hard for you. And maybe we should just supplement or maybe we could do formula or, and and it's not because they don't care about you and it's not because they don't want you to breastfeed. It's because they don't want you to suffer. And, um, so that can be the beginning of a spiral of a, of not having a breastfeeding relationship. I'm not saying this happens with everybody, but it can be the beginning of like, oh, you're right. Maybe this is really hard and maybe I shouldn't be breastfeeding. So, um, if they can realize like this is, if that's what's important to you as a mother and you really want to stick with it, then you've got to enroll them into, this is what I really, really want. And if you see me crying or upset, then just tell me how great I am, you know, and, and what a great mother I am and boost my confidence for me.
0: I'm guessing this is a great conversation to have prior baby. Totally. Like, what is this looking like for you, mom? Or what is this looking like for you, dad? Maybe... Do we need help? Do you need to hire help? Mm-hmm. Because some dads are busy. They're out there. They're busy and they can't be there physically. So maybe uh, that could be another great option. Yeah. Right?
2: And sometimes dads, like they, and when I say dads, I mean partners and, and whoever is with you yeah. in the home in your life. Um it, Some of them have the ability to take a few months off work, a couple weeks off work. Some are only a couple days, you know, and it really depends on who um, and and what your schedule can be like and what it can facilitate. So I often say there's postpartum doulas which is um, just a doula, another person that will come over and tell you you're doing great. Uh, they will help you with anything from getting more rest to cleaning your house to doing laundry. I, I've done that and I always joke that I don't clean bathrooms, but I'll do everything else. I've cleaned stoves before. But, and what I love about that is that women are using their voice to say, hey, I need my stove cleaned. Will you do that? Absolutely. I'm more. I'm so proud that you asked for something um there's food meal uh deliveries which is like food.ca f-u-u-d.ca is a great one um save on foods delivers superstore delivers um oh no you can pick up at superstore um use those it's worth like the 15 bucks or eight bucks to like have it delivered it's worth your sanity and you can just like pick off the groceries at, you know, as you go along during the week. So you're right. And and sometimes we don't have that uh, extra support at home. So just recognizing where there is extra support at home.
0: I had a client. I was hoping to uh, go into labor on a Friday afternoon (laughs) to have the, basically the baby on a Friday night or Saturday morning. So her husband. In that case, it's a husband, right? Was going to be home on Saturday, Sunday. So you would go back to work on Monday. And that was, she was telling me this at work. And I'm like, are you joking? Like, I didn't know I was just <laughs> but this is people's reality right totally and um, I actually I have I have no idea how this
2: turned out but um, I'm hoping she had a baby on a Friday night <laughs> Good luck. well um, I know for my first um, my husband had just started his business and we were it was maybe three months before four months before and he went back to work the next day and I was angry because he would come i remember one day he came home and he said okay i'm just gonna um, go out and mow the lawn and i i could swear right now but i won't um (laughs) and i was like yeah you can you can go out and mow the lawn i've been sitting here breastfeeding all day and my hips hurt from sitting on the couch like i'm i'm mad that you can do that and so it wasn't about it was just hard that was hard. He returned back to work really early and I was doing bookkeeping four days after she was born. Wow. And and I'm not saying that to be a super mom. Like that's not why I'm saying it. I'm saying it was, it was hard and I get it. I so get it for people who don't have that extra support. My next question is about skin to skin. Mm -hmm. What does that look like? So skin to skin, we talk about that often, about that right after birth. Like when the baby is born, we want to have skin to skin. And it's super important um, really at any time after baby's born and in your breastfeeding relationship. Um, And even if you're not breastfeeding. Uh, What it looks like is mom is... Nude, basically, from the underwear up, like she's wearing her panties, she's in bed, and baby's wearing their diaper, or if not, nothing. Um, there's a fabulous woman called Gloria LeMay, and she talks a lot about the 24-hour cure or baby moon, as she calls it. And basically, you create this skin-to-skin relationship for 24 hours, uh, anywhere in, t- in, in that first week, especially Uh, in the first week but anytime later on when uh, maybe you're sick or baby's sick or breastfeeding isn't going so well and you you stay in bed you get up to go to the bathroom and that is it and it's not about keeping you confined again but it's about having you feel rested it can help with um, postpartum bleeding it can help with regulating temperatures if you're both um, so accessible to the breast then it also creates a lot of practice for breastfeeding latching Um, there's just an amazing amount of um, things that it can do for you and your baby so i encourage everybody to do it and not to make it a luxury but make it uh, a skill that we all do like it's expected have it to be expected after baby's born.
0: One day told me, okay, Jen, you're going to start pushing. This is the time. And (laughs) I'm like, I'm almost raising my hand. I still have my bra on because (laughs) I thought if I push, (laughs) baby's coming, right? Yeah. Yeah. and, And then I guess in the midst of everything, right? I had a little robe on and all that and I'm, I'm all about, like, I need to take my, my bra off.
2: <laughs> You're like, it needed to be immediate. Yeah, because I heard about, you know, yeah. like, the
0: skin to skin you have right now, right? Yeah. It's coming now. <laughs> Can we just pause for a moment? Like, just I have to take second. my bra off. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Everybody was like, there was a little bit of a funny moment. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah totally. take it off. <laughs> it was funny. All right. Um, how long should we receive help for?
2: oh my gosh like do we ever should we ever stop Mm -hmm. never um and even going back to that breastfeeding and the like that there's no end to that either that staying skin on skin it's like if you feeling overwhelmed and run down months after your baby's born go to bed for a day and watch tv or read magazines take care of yourself so that's you asking for help for yourself um and asking help from our village is just, it should never stop. Because once we start putting restrictions on it, we start really closing ourselves off and making ourselves more confined And the feeling of like, we have to do it all. And we just don't. So, um, you know, it's, it's almost an excuse right after baby is born that we can. It's like gives us way more freedom. And then we feel like this has got to end when our baby is like three months old or when we return back to work or, you know, it's. But it shouldn't, it, it should just be a part of like, we're a community and we all help each other out. I might do a ton of stuff for you, but you might, and you might not return the favor to me, but you might be returning it to Heather. So it's just, it's, it's just a, it goes on, it's a cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So nobody should be counting, right? No, no counting, no, yeah. and no expiry no date. No. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And what about everybody that wants to come and visit her new little baby? Mm,
2: well, that especially um, with your first baby, everybody wants to see your baby, and you want to show your baby off. Of course, you're like, look what I did! Like I made this this thing, and I had this thing, and like, look how great they are! And it, so we do want to share that. Um, I suggest to most parents is to have a plan of what you want that first week to look like. So, do you want to have a lot of people over? I'm if you were my client, I'd probably suggest don't plan on having a lot of people over. Way to get breastfeeding started and and get that relationship going. Don't invite people over that you're um, not comfortable breastfeeding in front of. Because you should be free in your own house to just, you know, strip down and get naked and just breastfeed your, feet, your baby as you feel needed. I'm not saying everybody's going to do that. But if you have people coming over and you're like, I'm just going to go to my bedroom, then it just gives you a lack of, comfort in your own home um, or if you, feel, if you feel like so much that you need to cover up you become so focused on that blanket covering up your breast that it it doesn't it hampers your ability to breastfeed especially at the beginning
0: actually it is horrible to <laughs> breastfeed covered your baby's mm. hot mm. you're hot it didn't work for me even I had all the intention when we were, let's say we were a lot of people around to like yeah I had bought those beautiful scarf with mm. a hole in the middle and then it's so uncomfortable. Alex was so hot oh, yeah.
2: at the
1: end I, of the day. No. Never covered for breastfeeding.
2: Good for you guys. I no. definitely <laughs> did on on my first because I was scared. And I, actually, right. I was really the first one out of my friends, I feel like, to have a baby. So I was like that. But it yeah. does, even just trying to get the blanket on makes you sweaty. Yeah. Because you're panicking like that you're not covered up. Like yeah. it's ridiculous. So yeah. I, I exposed myself
1: more <laughs> trying to cover yeah. up. Than i did if i just casually just quickly moved my tank top down and put the baby to the breast so it was way and then i was more conspicuous that way too if i was trying to deal with a blanket and scarf mm-hmm. then i was attracting all this attention so yeah definitely
0: i was out with a girlfriend and then uh, she was covering up and she was more worried about her back showing her roll back mm-hmm. you know because you know a little bit of excess of mm-hmm. You know, need maybe to lose a little bit of weight. That's, I guess that's the space she was in. And she was more, she was asking me if we can see her back or not.
2: Oh, I thought cool. like, yeah, I'm like, who cares? Yeah. But that was her concern. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah she's like, But in my head, yeah. I thought it was yeah. a bit sad. Yeah. 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 And it's just, that's what it, that's what it, that was what her concern was. Yeah. I could totally see it because I, yeah. I was there as well. And it's just, but in your own home in that first week, just don't have people over unless you're totally comfortable being fully exposed to them.
1: Um, Michelle when I heard you talk at the birth talks event Mm -hmm. when I was actually still pregnant that was something I totally took to heart was when you said about you know really thinking do you want people there do you not want people there and that's when I went home and I told my husband I said I don't want anybody at the hospital like that Mm -hmm. was something I made that decision and I said so please make sure you tell your parents that I don't want them to come I'm I've told my parents and you know people will come when we are ready and Mm -hmm. I really took that to heart and that was a really great experience and because we ended up being in the hospital a little longer i was i got to a point where i was like okay i'm i'm ready for visitors now you can call your parents if they can make it great if they can't they didn't end up making the hospital my parents came that's fine but then yeah they came over and at that point I was still in bed but it was fine they came over and I just stayed in bed and they just came to the bedroom and mm-hmm. had a nice short little visit but it was really great because everybody was so respectful of that decision that we made and it was really great and so I thank you for that oh
2: thanks, thanks. I'm so glad that made a difference yeah. for you when I was at the
0: hospital I have some friend that brought pizza I should say pizzas <laughs> and uh, I know I'm a petite person but I can't eat and I didn't eat it right there but that night <laughs> <laughs> we <laughs> dove into the pizza. So definitely a good idea to show up with some food at the hospital. Yeah. I,
2: I think that's very smart. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And another thing too is, you know, when people come over, I, I kind of like to set the stage of, hey, I've got 45 minutes and it's not, you can make any excuse. You got to go to an appointment, you got to have a shower, whatever it is. But it kind of gives them the idea that they can stay for 45 minutes cuz we all have the, you know, crazy Auntie Jan or somebody who wants to just stay forever and talk to you and you're supposed to entertain them. That's not your job. And so sometimes I say, "Oh, you know, half an hour, 45 minutes or an hour." And and then it gives you to say, "Okay, like look at the time. It's time for you to go." And they are already expecting that. Or, or that they are watching the time and they say okay okay I got it the other thing is too is sometimes we have people say oh I'm on my way can I bring can I pick up something for you um, or they're getting ready to leave your house and they say oh, can I do anything before I go a lot of the times I hear no uh, I'm good and I've said it myself no I'm fine and it's like you're kidding yourself if you don't need something done around the house for you and so what I encourage too is for um, you to have a list nearby, either on the couch where you're breastfeeding all the time or sitting all the time or by your bedside table and just have a list of things that you constantly need or um, things that you need done around the house. Like I would have died if I asked my girlfriend to clean my bathroom. Like I would have never asked her, but she said, I'd love to clean your bathroom. I'm like, go ahead. So, um, you know, if you have a list of things around to, to do around the house, they get to pick what they like to do. Mm -hmm. You know, so it might be things like folding laundry, doing the dishes, cleaning the bathroom, cleaning your stove. They, they say, oh, I love cleaning stoves. I'll take that off for you. And then they get to go home with that. So yeah. I think that's a great idea. Mm
0: -hmm. So what can we do
2: to stay mentally healthy? Right. So what I find is, first of all, as first time parents, and I was saying this earlier, is that we get into this comparison mode. Like we get to judge like how that other person is making it they look good. They are losing the weight and they, um, their baby's always happy and their house is always clean. And we get into this like, what I found I did is I would combine the best things about each of my friends and put them into one. And all of a sudden this became like this impossible human mother, right? Like it just doesn't work that way. So if we get into really what It looks like everybody else is doing, they've got somebody, something else, right? They've got something else that's either helping them or they've got something else that's like holding them back from they feel guilty about something. So, um, what I love to do for, or I I love to remind my clients is to write down um, a little journal. And it's not, this again is not about adding more to your list of things to do, but it's about when we look back on oh my gosh, I, I didn't do anything for myself this week or I haven't taken care of myself or I haven't done anything and I'm still in my pajamas. And we get into that mental like downward spiral and we feel like so, so solitude. We get to look back at our journal and say, oh no, this is what I did. This is what, how I'm taking care of myself. So I took this from, um, and, and changed it a little bit. I took it from a personal trainer that I had a while ago and I write, I get my clients to write down three things that they want to do every day to keep them healthy for their health. So it could be physical health, mental health, and it could be things like I drank enough water today. I went for a walk around the block and I ate more vegetables than I did yesterday. And it's like, it can be small and it could be the same three things every day. Like it doesn't matter. But as long as you're taking the steps to improve your physical and mental health and you've got hard evidence that it's working, then you get to look back at that. The other thing I encourage them to write down is three things that why they want to be healthy. So that could be you want to get old or you, you want to lose a baby weight or you want to have the energy. It could be anything. And you get to pick from that. And three things today might be different from three things tomorrow. But why do you want to take care of yourself? and again when we go back and look at that then we go oh this is why this is why i'm doing these things this is why i'm drinking more water this is why i'm going out for myself this is why i want to go to the grocery store as you were saying heather and like not feel guilty is because i need to take care of my mental health so um i encourage i definitely it's hard in the moment to write those things down but if you have a pen and a little book right beside you and you're breastfeeding you can take that and and just write it while you're breastfeeding quick mm-hmm. little scribble makes a big difference when you're going down the downward spiral for sure
0: so now my super question <laughs> yes
2: <laughs> what about the importance of toilet paper <laughs> <laughs> I love this because people are like What well, I don't know if I have enough toilet paper at home like what is this that I need toilet paper for so I like I was saying before I always encourage my clients to ask for something after um, their baby is born I almost test them in a way uh, and I'll say I'm going to call you and say, "Do you need anything?" And if you text me back and say, "No, I'm good." I'm going to bring you toilet paper. And if you text me back with something else, I'm I'm very, very proud of you. And it, I, Can we request both? Yeah. I'd like toilet paper and totally. XYZ? <laughs> yes. So, I actually had a client the other day and she said, "No, nope, I'm fine." and then she phoned me back and said Michelle actually can you pick me up a vanilla decaf almond latte at Starbucks i said absolutely <laughs> and this is way better than toilet paper so why the toilet paper is is because it's like that is the that that is just training yourself to recognize hey somebody's asking asking me for something and i can say toilet paper and I can ask for anything because they want to make a difference in my life right now. So if I can't think of that uh, big fancy coffee that I get at Starbucks, or I can't think immediately what it is that I need, you know, I can say, oh, I need toilet paper. And what it does is it gives us a practice for asking for stuff. And it also gives that person uh, a way of feeling that they contributed to us. And we all want to make a difference in, in new moms' lives. Like when we see somebody, we can say like, oh, I went and saw jean Viev today and she has this new little baby and she needed toilet paper. I picked it up at the grocery store and it's just like, they get excited to bring you anything. So if you can't think of anything, if you can't think of, of, of something you really deeply need, just ask for toilet paper because you're you're going to use it. You're going to use it. Yeah. Use it. <laughs> and it does nothing it. special, but it, it doesn't it's go just, bad. It doesn't go bad. It doesn't go bad. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But it just gets you into practicing for asking for, for stuff. Yeah. I totally get that. Awesome. That's, that's very powerful, actually.
0: Good. So, Michelle, if people
2: want to find you, where can they find you? They can find me on the panel of experts on parenttalk.ca. And I will be doing a blog right up for that. And also at, at crowningglorydoula.ca.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you.
2: All right. I think it's time for a conversation card. It's
0: time for a conversation card. Every week, we like to play a game. Not only for fun,
2: but to get to know our guests a little more too. Nobody knows what the mystery card might ask. Sometimes silly and sometimes serious. Let's find out what it will be this week.
0: So Heather, can you please pick a card and read that to
1: us? All right, ladies, here we go. So, would you rather have no rules to live by or the rules you have to live by now?
2: Oh, I'd have to say the rules I live by now. I... I you know I have four children (laughs) I need organization in my life and um it's not about the rules of the house like you know quit running around the house or anything like that but it's just like um I can't I can't imagine a life without rules you know it would give freedom it would give freedom but I don't think I would do very well with freedom at all
1: I am a rule follower. (laughs) me too. Me too. (laughs) I am such the goody-goody that way. My husband would be totally choosing no rules. I'm like, no, no, no. I need need my rules. (laughs) Yeah. It helps me feel safe and secure and calm. And Mm -hmm. I need my rules. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's me. Yeah,
0: if I could get up every morning and I could do my meditation or I can just like go on with my day and not having all the things that I have to do or I feel I have Mm -hmm. to do. Oh yeah, I would definitely go without the rules. (laughs) Mm, Good for you. Every day would be different, and then, well, I guess I would keep some guideline. I mean, I have to feed my baby around the same time. (laughs) I think it's more respectful too than the rules. But yeah, I think that that's what I would choose. Awesome. All right, ladies, thank you, Michelle. Thank you. And thank you, Heather, for being here. Thank you for making a difference in other parents' lives. Mm. For our listeners, if you have a question or you would like to join us on our show as a guest or as an expert, please contact us on our website at parenttalk.ca. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Google Play and Podbean. Or you can subscribe to this podcast uh, directly on our website at parenttalk.ca. Please take a minute. To review us on Apple Podcasts. We want to know what you think. And also, it's a great way to let us know what other topics you would like to hear about. Remember, there's nothing more powerful than feeling supported by a community of parents and sharing your thoughts, ideas, and experiences. Parent Talk is a safe space for everyone. Thank you everybody for listening and have a great week.
2: The views and or opinions of the host and their guests are not necessarily those of parent talk and should not be considered as fact. The information offered is believed to be accurate but is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be used for diagnosing or treating any health issue or prescribing medication. If you have any questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your child, please seek assistance from a qualified healthcare practitioner.